Welcome to the Liberty Moms Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their their families, their communities, and most importantly, their children. Liberty Moms is part of the Loving Liberty Network, and we appreciate you taking time to uh, listen in today and be a faithful listener of the Loving Liberty Network. Lots of Liberty programs to educate you on a narrative that is totally outside of the mainstream media. So this is where you want to come and listen if you want to hear the other side of the story. And today we are going to be talking about school board elections at the state level here in Utah. This can apply to any state in America right now. We are seeing um, a lot of amazing candidates step up to the plate to um make a difference and to try to stop what is going on in our school system here across America. And the problems that you're seeing in every state are problems that we are seeing here in Utah. We are not immune to this. And that's very simple to understand because Utah was one of um, almost every state that implemented common core, which gave us the platform to put in this type of um, curriculum that we're seeing on on a national level and into every state. And so Common Core was really the, the, the platform that allowed that to happen. And um, unfortunately, um, parents and teachers and educators way back 10 years ago were trying to stop that. And our former governor, Gary Herbert, was full speed ahead and was um, – uh, hell-bent on making sure Common Core got implemented in the state. So we have him to thank for that, and unfortunately. But my first guest this morning is Melanie Mortensen. She is one of these amazing um, candidates who has stepped up to run for state school board, and she is in a primary. So we had our state convention last Saturday, and in her race, she actually had quite a few candidates and it's been narrowed down to two. And we want to talk to Melanie because we want our listeners and especially those that are in her particular district to be aware of her so that they can um, help her and uh, learn more about her and help her with that race to um, for state school board. So Melanie, thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Yes, and I, I think the best thing to do for our listeners is to just learn a little bit about you. Who are you and why did you decide to run for school board? Absolutely. One of my favorite questions, actually, because I I am a political newbie. And so this is my first foray into politics in general, but it's something that I feel extremely passionate about. So I have an education degree. I have a secondary education certificate, and I... I taught for a while before I raised my kids. I have four kiddos and they have all been through public and charter 
and homeschooling and and various degrees and um, options throughout their educational career. And so I've been heavily involved in the classrooms with each of those kids and each of their teachers along the way. And I've done community councils, I've done curriculum selection councils, and, and I just felt like I have been watching this downward slide and I still have two of the public education system and, um, and just all the different facets of attack, I feel like are coming at us. And, and it got to the point where this um, opportunity arose and I just thought, you know what, this is my next step. I feel like I have been prepared for this. I feel like my, my um, experience both as a teacher and as a mom gives me a unique perspective because I have, um, I have both of those experiences and I can see both sides of the table and it allows me to uh, be able to speak to both of those and, uh, and to make policies that will reflect uh, and benefit both sides of the table. So you're somebody who has had your children in public education and over the course of time, you've seen a decline. Yes. And um, what may, I mean, that's a huge step. I mean, jumping into, and I want our listeners to know in Utah, we have for our state, you know, three point, maybe 3 million people, something like that. We have 15 state school board districts. So they're huge. Um, yes. They're like twice the size of Senate districts because we only have 29 Senate districts in the state. Mm-hmm. It's like two Senate districts for a school board. Yes, they are huge areas. They're huge areas. And fortunately in Utah, they became partisan about maybe six years ago mm-hmm. when that happened. And, uh, Luckily, because now you at least have some recognition through a party, a political party platform. Right. Or you're just running on your own. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> area. And, and so now there's been more awareness, which has been to the detriment of UEA. They have not liked that. They've had this stronghold control over the state school board as well as other educrats. But um was that a scary move for you to, to take that on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I has think been, so. it has been such a huge learning opportunity, but I'll tell you what, and, and this has been so fascinating for me because as I have, have run my campaign from the initial jump in filing, okay, we're doing this, every step along the way, the more I learn, the more excited I get about this. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, education is a passion for me anyway. And so I, I feel like it's my turn. It's my turn to step up. It's my turn to, to be on the front line of what I feel should be the, the first filter, the first line of defense of what's coming into our state. And, and I am loving everything that I'm learning. I'm loving the the associations that I've made and the connections that I am and people I've been able to meet. And I just feel like, um, like this is, this is a good place. This is a good thing to do. And like you said, being, um, being able to run on a platform with the Republican party, I think helps me to be able to represent my district better and helps me to be able to um, be in communication with them. And that's actually one of the tenets of my platform is to increase that transparency because a lot of people don't even know what the USBE does or how they impact their daily life. And so one of the things I want to do is have, excuse me, a bi-monthly email go out 
to everybody who wants it, my whole district. And it is, it's a huge, huge area, but to be able to have um, information that I share and say, here's what we're we're doing at our meeting this month. And here's the priorities that I have and the uh, policies that we're going to be voting on. What would you like me to take from you? And then to be able to have um, feedback and take that with me to our board meeting. And then again, to after the meeting to report back and say, here's what I did. Here's how I voted as a result of your uh, priorities and your concerns. And here's the direction that we're taking with this project, or here's what I've decided to do on, uh, on this issue as a result of what you told me. And to have that clear transparency throughout the whole process, I think is something I'm really excited to incorporate. Melanie, do you know how, um, how profound that just that little idea is? Because honestly, in the state school board arena, they have the parents have been, we don't represent you. We're here for the children. We represent the children. Yes. We, you know, this is who we connect with. And it's like, no, the parents actually vote for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, before they were appointed. And yeah. so I think that's where they, they got this, um, this feeling that, you know, we are, we're delegated, we've been appointed by the governor, and we have a job to do, and our job is to protect the children, and the parents were totally just eliminated in that process. Yes. It, I just know when I would go to state school board meetings, and I'm talking like, gosh, prior even to, to Common Core, which was back in 2011, 2010, when that got implemented. But uh, my state school board person wouldn't even acknowledge me. And he knew who I was. <laughs> and, but it's like right. when I was there, it's like they didn't even want to talk to me. They didn't, you know, it was almost like, why are you here? And there'd just be a handful of people that would come. Mm-hmm. And, um, um it, it was hard to um, make headway because they just didn't feel like they owed anything to the parents. And the parent is the most important factor. In fact, we have a state constitution that that um, specifies that the parent is the main person involved with the education of the child. Exactly. And state or government is just there to help support the parent with that education process. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. If we could get more school board members like that, like you, wanting to hear from parents and report back to parents, that would be fantastic in and of itself. Um, You've got, I mean, I feel like with what you were sharing with yourself earlier about working with the credentials and uh, not credentials, sorry, (laughs) another aspect of politics, (laughs) curriculum. you're you're seeing with your own eyes some of the the stuff the garbage that's kind of coming into our system because you're on you've been on committees to try to evaluate right you know um social studies they were just voting on the social studies um um civic standards civic standards and here's the thing this is how dishonest and disingenuous this the state school board has been because when we first learned that they had signed on to Common Core, they, they uh, uh, went behind the legislator's back, because usually the legislature is, it, it, according to the state constitution, makes the changes and, and uh, the things for the school board. 
Well, they got offered this money direct from the National Governors Association to to uh, buy into this Common Core. And when we went up there to protest and push back, they said, oh, don't worry. It's only going to be in these two areas. It's not going to involve any. Sydney <laughs> Dixon yeah. told us upright, no, 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 no. It's just in language and math. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> sex, sex education, civic standards, all of it, you know, mm-hmm. history. Yeah. Yeah. They were not um, truthful at on the onset. Well, I feel like we have so much of that where, especially in my area, we have elected officials who are not representing their constituents, whether it be our, we have our Senate and our House representatives who have a tendency to say one thing while they're campaigning and do a completely different thing when they're elected. And in our, our Davis School District, bless their hearts, they have been through the ringer the past couple of years, but they are not listening to their constituents. And it's so frustrating. And that's one thing that I think as an elected uh, candidate, that's our job. And so it's just mind-boggling to me that we have this disconnect so often. And and so one of the things I'm most excited about is that when I'm elected, I'm going to be the first Davis County candidate that's the same person before and after the election. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. So, Melanie, I, I want our listeners, if they just hopped on, this is Melanie Mortensen. She is running for state school board up in the northern part of the state. So tell them, tell our listeners what area you would represent. Yeah, so our district is a multi-county district, which means we have a sliver of Salt Lake County that goes from City Creek on the east side across Capitol Hill and into Rose Park. And then from there, it goes north through South Davis County. So North Salt Lake, Bountiful, Woods Cross, West Bountiful, Centerville, Farmington, Fruit Heights, Kaysville, and then we have a little slice of Layton and a little corner of Syracuse at the top end. Wow, interesting. So they they redistrict and, and brought down a little bit of Salt Lake County because right. I think last time that was just a county, that area, that particular seat was more of a Davis County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now it's now it's because it's crossing county lines, it was um, at the state level for the state convention. Exactly, yes. What was the outcome? You had several that ran. What oh, my goodness. Convention was amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we talk about had, that. We had six candidates going into the week of convention. On Thursday, one of, I would say, my second favorite, um, he withdrew and threw his support behind me. Oh. And um, and that was such an incredible experience, like just to have his support and to have his him be that vocal about it. That was Ben Sorensen. He was amazing. Um, and so going into convention day, we just had the five of us. And um, as a result, we had uh, the clicker votes in multiple rounds. And every single round, we had four rounds total. I led the votes and my lead just kept increasing every single round. And it was just the most amazing feeling. And uh, to feel that support and to feel um, that community from these people that, you know, we've only met my delegates and we've only known each other for a couple months. And yet we have such a great connection because we are on the same page, because they recognize the value that I bring to this position and because they want change. And my opponent uh, is, <laughs> she's been working with the PTA for 25 years and she's got the UEA backing her. And so that is that's concerning to me because, as you mentioned, we already have enough of that influence that has led us down to where we are now. And I think if parents weren't 
so ready for change that this wouldn't be such a big race. We wouldn't have had six candidates. And yet we did because, especially in Davis School District, we're ready for something different. We're ready to change the, the, the tide here. And so there's some, some very important distinctions which make this race uh, extremely important for this year. So we need everybody to get out. Um, I actually was listening to the interview that uh, Delane England did with the good, and I can't remember his last name. <laughs> Mar- Maragani. Yes, that's why. Yeah. And he was fantastic. Oh my gosh, he was so interesting to learn his perspective on what makes a safe uh, vote, a safe election. And I actually took notes from that one that I can share with my followers because uh, I think especially now it's important for us to recognize that there are safe ways to vote and there are ways that you can ensure that your vote gets counted the way you want it to get counted and there are ways that are not as safe. And so to maybe do all that you can on our end as a, a voter to make sure that your vote's counted and, and counted appropriately. Well, Melanie, congratulations on your convention win because thank you. it's fantastic to go up against six candidates and then convince one of them, you know, he, he sees the caliber of candidate that you are and is confident in knowing that you because everyone thinks that they would be the best. Right. <laughs> and and he can see that you would do an excellent job. And he threw his support behind you. And so you were the convention winner. So congratulations on that. Thank you. The win. Um, I don't know what your percentage was. What do you know what? We finished up just under 56% in the last Okay, round. 56%. So close. <laughs> I know. I, I For those that aren't familiar, so in, in the... Utah Republican Party, if a candidate can get 60%, and Melanie was super close with 56, then they avoid a primary. But right now, and we want to talk about this, she is in a primary race, and she is running against a candidate who is supported by the UEA. And so the UEA is that organization who has been very um, accommodating and putting in a lot of the problems we have in our state education system. They also were responsible in really wanting to keep our children masked. Yes. Huge, huge proponents of abusing our children in the classroom, children that weren't vulnerable to COVID in any form or fashion, but they wanted them to be sitting in the classroom for seven hours in a mask. That Mm -hmm. And so um, Melanie's opponent is a UEA-sponsored candidate, which means they have a lot of money, okay? Yes, they do. (laughs) Money that goes into the unions. And so I want our listeners to know that we need to help Melanie Mortensen because when you're on the state school board, those votes affect every student in the state, okay? They oversee all of education. And so she's in a huge district. And um, I'll just tell you, in the pecking order, state school board candidates are going to come a little bit lower (laughs) towards the bottom as far as money that uh, county parties would allocate. And, you know, another thing that you you can do if you're up in Davis County is you can ask them, you can reach out to your county party leadership. That's Daniela Harding. And um, I know when I was the party chair up there, we had a lot of funds that we could give to candidates. And so um, reach out to her, Daniela Harding, and say, we want, you know, 
our candidates supported. Okay. But um, the other thing is you need to donate directly to Melanie. Yes, please. (laughs) And she needs you to put a sign in your yard and she needs you to host um, neighbors in your area so that she can have a chance to meet them and talk with them one-on-one. So Melanie, how would people get in touch with you? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Chris. We need, we need help and every penny helps and um, even the smallest donation helps. So the best way to, to do that is to go to my website. It's votemelanie.org. And there's a, a volunteer tab on there and you can pick if you want a yard sign or if you want to help spread flyers or if you want to help in other ways. And there's another uh, tab that you can click to donate. Um, again, that's votemelanie.org. And I would love, love, love your support. I would love to reach out to you. And um, and even if you have any questions, I'd love to chat with you. Um, it's one of my favorite parts about this whole thing is getting to chat with the parents and, and learning your experiences and you're learning your prior, priorities and being able to represent you the best I can. Well, and I want our listeners to to be aware of that school board is the most, even though it's a big district, it is the most um, local in the fact that it really affects your everyday life because your children are going to those schools every single day and are being influenced every single day. So it's where you have the greatest impact on protecting your children is at the school board level, that's at the state and at your uh, district school board level. So you've got to be both of those races, but they're probably the most important. And because they've been the least scrutinized, that they've been pretty well um, controlled and manipulated by the UEA and educrats, we are in the mess we are today. Exactly. Seeing, I mean, the the things that... um, you know, other teachers and children, when they go home and report things that are happening, it's outrageous what they're doing in our classrooms with CRT, with SEL. And um, it's it's just not, um, it, it's because it's been under the radar. Exactly, yes. Not had an opportunity to really make a difference. And so I want our listeners to know that it's super important that you engage in these races. Now, there's only two primaries right now for state school boards. So Melanie's is one of them, Melanie Mortensen. The other one is Kim Del Grasso. We're going to talk to her in the next segment. But um, I really, it's super important that we get behind these candidates because they need our help. Thank you so much, Chris. We appreciate 45 it. seconds if you have just something you want to share before we sign off. I just, I want your listeners and my constituents to know that I am ready and I am willing and I'm going to stand up for our children against every incoming tide and every subversive technology. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melanie. And we wish you the best of luck with your upcoming election. And I um, plan to come up and help myself. I'm in Salt Lake County, but good grief, I can get in my car. And I I used to live in Davis County for about 20 years, and I am more than happy to come up and help and knock doors and and, uh, help get signs out and help you with that race because it's going to be super important so stay with us going back after a quick break here on the liberty mom podcast
Welcome back to the Liberty Mom podcast. This is Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their communities, their families, and their children. And I would add to their local school board and state school boards, they are the secretaries of defense in those two areas because we are needing Liberty Moms and dads more than ever to step up to the plate and be engaged in the local school board elections and the state school board elections. This has the biggest influence on your family because it's affecting your children nine months out of the year, five days out of the week. Your children are going into a classroom. And you, you've seen, unless you've been hiding in a cave, you can't help but notice that there is a huge agenda to sexualize and to um, uh, idealize our children into a certain way of thinking. And it is not family first. It is not God first. And we need that to stop. And the only way to do that is to get involved in these elections. And so in the first segment, I spoke with a candidate that's in a primary up in uh, the northern part of the state. And now I'm shifting to another candidate who is in a primary as well in more of the southern part. Well, no, 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 you're, I am, gosh, I was thinking it was more southern, but actually you're more um, central. Right, right, correct. Yeah. Um, So Kim Del Grasso, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Another candidate to be so excited about. But Kim, tell us a little bit about you and and why you decided to jump into state school board. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm a fan of um, your organization. I know some of your members, and you're doing a very big service for all of us. So thank you. Uh, my name is Kim Del Grosso, and I live in Highland, Utah. I have been there about 34 years. I actually co-own a performing arts school um, in Utah County, and we teach thousands and thousands of children. It's a wonderful of um, occupation. I get to be around beautiful children um, every single day, and so I'm, I'm filled with love. Um, I decided to get into the school board because I have eight children and soon to be 26 grandchildren. And my children went to public schools, charter schools, private schools. My grandchildren also go to public schools, and um, they are also in charter schools. So I have loved being in the community of um, teachers and and schools and, and feel that energy. One day I was sitting there watching the television, and it was when they had um, said that t- they had put on there that they had um, classified parents as terrorists. And I was sitting by myself. I'm, I'm so dramatic. I'm in the performing arts, okay? So bear with me. Uh, and I stood up and I, all, I said, I was so angry. <laughs> and I said, why isn't somebody doing something about this? What is wrong with people? And I tell people this all the time. I heard a distinct voice say, why would you expect somebody else to fight a battle you're not willing to fight? And it slapped me. It, it was shocking because why would I? Why, why would I expect someone to do that? I, uh, I had a special needs son that uh, was hit by a drunk driver when he was nine and brain injured. He had a brain injury and he lived with us for 47 years. And it was an honor for my husband and I to take care of him. 
He bagged groceries at Macy's. He was well-known. Um, he was an angel. And on June 1st, I came home and he had passed away. Mm-hmm. So he decided to, to exit and go and, and just be a helper for me. And that opened up some time for me. And I saw myself with um, some time and I have a skill set that I, I would like to contribute to the school board. And so I ran. I went down to that candidate. I went down to that election office. I signed up. I was so excited. I uh, filled out the forms. I was sworn in. I have to be honest with you. I was so passionate that I didn't even know who the incumbent was. I only knew that I was going to answer the call. Uh, Six days later, I got a phone call from the lieutenant governor's office saying that I was disqualified. There was a form in my folder that was missing that I did not get filed in time. Um, The state election office uh, didn't have it in my in my packet, there was supposed to be something on top of it reminding you to do it. They were gracious. They were fantastic. They called the lieutenant governor's office, told them that it was their mistake, and they said that we would have to sue them. So we did sue them, and this is a kind of an interesting story because my lawyer was Melanie's husband. So her husband took my case, and we sued the lieutenant governor's office, and we won. So... I was put back on the ballot, but I was very far behind. I was playing catch up. Uh, it's the first time I've ever ran for anything. And the rest of it has just been a beautiful journey. I've just got to say, this is, if you want to see miracles, you just <laughs> live a day in my life. It's crazy. Okay, Kim, I have to, we have to break this down just a little bit for our listeners. because <laughs> We have to explain, kind of give some context about what is happening with the Lieutenant Governor's Office and how why would they not want to be and accept the idea that your county, you know, made a mistake? It wasn't you. You're, you didn't put the packet together. You're just the candidate that goes in to sign up. They leave out this piece of paper. The county does, not you. And then when they submit that to the lieutenant governor's office and, and clarify that we made the mistake, they may put, it, put it on you to sue them. Right. That is no easy task. And, oh, my goodness, there's so much wrong with this because I want to explain to the listeners that lieutenant governor in Utah is attached to our governor, okay? And they are attached at the hip, and unfortunately, that creates a conflict of interest in numerous ways with the lieutenant governor's office being over elections, okay? And so previously to the idea that we have a bipartisan race now, which means Kim ran as a Republican, but you can affiliate through a political party to run for state school board. Prior to that, it was an appointment made by the governor. Right. Okay. And so the governor had control over who was on the school board. And it's interesting that lieutenant governor's office all of a sudden doesn't want to have a candidate running against the incumbent. Okay. Can, I hope you're seeing the breadcrumbs that I'm throwing out for everyone. And so you have the Lieutenant governor's office that is kind of putting, shutting down an opponent from running against the UEA sponsored incumbent. Okay. That's a huge conflict of interest. And thank you, Kim, first of all, for listening to that prompting. Okay. I mean, and, and being in tune and, and being willing to, like, 
okay, I, I got the message. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to be part of the solution. And then for actually suing, you know, because most people would, would back down and go, oh my gosh, sue the, sue the Lieutenant Governor's office. Forget it. I'm not going to do right. it. Right. So thank you for doing that. So well, you're welcome listeners to really understand the implication that is when the Lieutenant governor is controlling who is going to be on the ballot. Correct. And it, it even got more complicated because my incumbent went and got signatures. And then I was told that the Lieutenant governor's office is in charge of vetting those signatures. Yes. And I do think that they, they also put it out to different places. But to me, that seemed like a conflict of interest again. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. I just know I want to serve. That's give me a when, shot at it. <laughs> yeah. When we get close, when we're, when we're dealing with the state school board and the fact that the governor's office and and he has been very open. They've been trying to run a bill to change the school board so that the governor appoints it again. Right. Right. So that's that's out there. We know that they do not like the idea that the governor has lost that control. And so in this very passive aggressive um, way, the lieutenant governor was trying to exclude a candidate from running in a school board race when it wasn't your fault that you didn't get the form to. to yeah, the judge was fantastic. The judge was incredible. Um, wonderful judge. And we did it on Zoom. And then we waited for an hour, and she uh, she went for me. She wow, she ruled, she ruled in, in my favor. favor. So it's a well, good lawyer. I had a good lawyer. I got to. That's say that. great. Well, yes, yeah, you did. You had a good lawyer because not all lawyers would take up on would would take that on. So right. we want to talk about your win because you went on to convention. You had a late start, right? Of them trying to disqualify you. You stayed in the race, and you killed it at convention. <laughs> okay. So you were the outright nominee. In fact, you went way beyond 60%. What was your percentage? We, uh, we, we got 75.8%. Oh and I guess I can round it up to 76. Uh, is what yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's round just... it up because it was thrilling. Uh, it was very interesting. I did the three minute talk. This is my first time. And then I left and they voted and I went off into a corner because, or to watch the convention because I thought that they were going to announce it on stage and they didn't. And finally, someone walked up to me and congratulated me on my win. I honestly didn't know that I had won, even though my daughter was the vote counter. And he told me that I won with um, 75.8%. And you know how exhausted you are. My sister's there. My husband's there. Everyone's there. So I just break out into tears. And I'm crying. And she's crying. And he's crying. And perfect strangers are crying. And they're wondering what on earth happened. And it was just one of those moments in life where you just take that time and you think, okay, it was worth it. It's worth it. And now you know you need need to do. You need to step up and, and, you know, do what you're supposed to do. You went through, I mean, when you go from being disqualified to being the victor, holy cats, that's fantastic. Thank and you. so we need our listeners to know what district you represent. What is the area? Because we've got to get the word out about your race. I have a very big um, area, as Melanie does. It's Highland, Alpine, American Fork, Lehigh, 
Cedar Hills, Pleasant Grove, Harriman, parts of Draper and Bluffdale and Lehigh. Did I say Lehigh? Oh, okay. it's a big, big, big district. Um, it's, it's, it's huge. So you've <laughs> got the tip. Cedar Hills. Huh? Yeah. So you've got the Southern tip of, of, you, of Salt Lake County. I do. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, and then most of it is the, um, it's the Northern part of Utah County. Right. The coolest people on earth. I, yeah, I live where people. some of the most amazing people live and I love where I live. It's beautiful. Well, as I was um, talking about in the earlier um, segment, we need, we need help in these school board races because they're huge. They're like two Senate districts. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. these are, and these are candidates. I mean, Kim's a fighter. You love backing fighters, right? And um, she's running against an incumbent, which means some of this crap that we're seeing in the school system, sorry for my lack of a better word, <laughs> is at the hands of the person that you're running against. That's, uh, I'm and sitting I there have a lot letting of that going on. Yeah. Yes, it is um, daunting. It really is. I mean, we're okay with it, but she is the vice chair. So a lot of the things that happened on the state school board happened under her watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's alarming. It's not transparent. It's, uh, it's affecting families. It's affecting students. It's affecting teachers. It's affecting our neighborhoods, our communities, our politics. Everywhere you go, I mean, the top politicians are talking about education. And they should be. They need to be because this is our everything. These children are our future and that we just have to fight to make sure that everything is stacked up for them to succeed. We want our listeners to know where they can go to um, donate money, get a yard sign, host a cottage meeting, what right. to connect with you. Uh, we had a meeting with my grassroots people and it I just sit in this meeting and I can't believe them. They are so talented and we put it together yesterday. Call me naive. I didn't know that these things cost like sixty to $80,000 is what they're telling me. I just, I don't know, but we are prepared and we do need donations. Like I said, I, I uh, kind of got a little bit far behind. If you go to my website, it's kimdelgrosso.com. There's a place where you can donate or you can email me. We have signs happening. We have uh, grassroots. Some of the most beautiful mothers and fathers are, are going out and working endlessly. We need to win this fight. I need, if we're not all able to hear that voice. Well, we can probably hear it, but we can't answer that call, all of us. And so where I need the help is in the votes. I need to win this race. It is critical because our um, group of people that are running for the race and people have won, we work together, we meet together weekly, we study the issues. If we can all get in there, um, into that school board, we are prepared to make changes from day one. And it is the most exciting thing there is. Well, I, in fact, you're, you're so correct, Kim. And I tell people, I mean, people get caught up in the Senate race and the Congress race, and they're thinking about 2024 and who's going for president. And I'm going, oh my gosh, the state school board is yeah. the most exciting um, component of everything right now because you're in a position, we in the position, we in Utah are in a position where we can get parent-friendly 
school board members on the board and have a majority. That's right. I tell you, the union is freaking out. They are freaking out and they're frightening. It's like a big monster and I don't want to say that, but it feels like that because I know, I know they don't want me in there. Um, and I also know that my opponent, I, I'm pretty sure she will get some great funding from them and the PTA. But we can win this because the parents have spoken. It is time that we, you know, when you mess with people's children and their money, they're not going to forget it. And if we need to make sure that all the tax money goes where it should be, there is so much work to do that it's unbelievable. Just get us on that board. They just, people just need to know we need their votes and we need them to tell their friends and they just need to know what's happening because it's critical that we get on. We have to get on. The state school board, again, as I say, we've, we've had some wins outright yeah. on, on the election. So that's fantastic. Um, but they, these two races are the most important two at right. the moment because they're in a primary. So Tony right. Mortensen is up in District 4, which is up in Davis, and uh, a sliver of, of North Salt Lake. And then, Kim, your race is the other primary. Right. Again, um, I'm hoping that our um, Republican parties, especially in your race where you were the outright nominee, will be giving you some support, but we can't always count on that because, as I mentioned earlier, school board has been kind of on the bottom in order. Like they did. I'm going to change, though. I'm going to become really good friends with the people that can make that decision. They don't know it yet, but we are going to become very good friends. (laughs) That's part of strategy. We're going to talk common sense to people. I was allowed to speak on the stage with Mike Lee and Burgess Owens and different people as I was campaigning. Um, Uh These are people that can help us, and we need to unite because it affects everyone. So I'm, I don't feel like that can't happen. I can't well, wait and, to make friends. And you don't, have to be a, you don't have to be living in Kim's district to help her. Yeah. Her influence and her support affects the whole board because if she can be part of that group that become the majority, that tipping point where eight that are at least eight that are, you know, parent friendly, that, that want um, to protect our children and who aren't obliged to the UEA who haven't taken money from the UEA, hey, these are not people that are going to be bought off by any unions, then you want to vote for Kim, but you want to give her some money. You need to be sending money to these two campaigns, Kim Del Grasso, Melanie Mortensen, and they need your support. Okay. And we'll spend it wisely. We will spend it wisely. We'll show you how we spend our money wisely. And then we'll go on to the school board and we'll spend that money wisely. And we will be, we can change the optimism that I have and the feelings that I have. I don't want to just be, um, I want to be the best school board there is. I want to take us so we work ourselves out of a job. I just cannot wait for the challenge. You know, I honestly, I can feel so much energy coming off of this because think about Utah. Utah should be the bastion of what is best for children because we have the largest population of children in any of 50 states that's right and i contributed a lot to that (laughs) exactly yes and you have you've done your job you did a lot making that happen but why wouldn't we or why shouldn't we be the example for other states because we care about children it's obvious because we have children that's right they're everywhere we think it's a good idea to have children yeah sitting there worried about carbon footprints and 
winters. No, we understand that you need children to carry on the next generation. Totally. And you can learn from children. I know I went to LA. I'm in LA sometimes. And I went to the Wells Fargo Bank and they usually give you suckers or lollipops and they had um, dog biscuits. And <laughs> I, I was just shocked. I, I kind of tried to see if there were children, like a few children here and there. And, and I'm just telling you, we just have to. I mean, the, the children here outnumber us and we're, it's a glorious thing. So we've got to fight for them. They are worth it. It is. We do. We need to step up to the plate. So that's moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, you know, whether it's $5, $10, whatever you can throw. Signs, if they'll put signs up. My yes, wish signs. I wish, and so I'm putting it out there. I want a billboard. And everyone looks at me like, well, that's crazy. And I no, it's not crazy. I would love a billboard. If anyone has connections there, it's always who you know. And I know that from my business. It's always who you know. Mm -hmm. So even if it can be in-kind donations of any kind, I would take it. And I, and I would run with it. And I would make you proud. Give me a you shout know, out. That's a good thing you bring up. In-kind is the same way. It's the equivalent of doing cash, but with, with giving a service. Correct. Or, uh, something instead. And so you can do that towards a campaign. That is yeah. legal and ethical and um, a great idea. So if any of our listeners have a way to, to help assist Kim with that wish list of a billboard right there on the be a genie. Yeah. <laughs> Come be a genie because I, I really want that. I just feel like that can get to a lot of people and the wind won't blow it away and it, it'll matter. So just anyone, uh, these people, if you have contacts, if you own a company, we can do this. We can do this. Well, I'm, again, I'm, I'm super excited. State school board, local school board, we have got to really, as Liberty moms and dads, be paying close attention and supporting these races in a big way. And uh, you will we'll reap the benefits from this. I mean, it will make such a shift in what we're seeing. Even, even if you don't get all the districts with great candidates, if you have the state school board creating the oversight, because you don't go in and micromanage the districts, but you do um, create oversight over what is happening at the district level. But you will, it, it creates, as, as we, we can say the word energy, you're going to have an energy shift where yeah. you're going to be feeling what is coming from the board and they'll, they'll buy into that. And I would like to say this, we're, it's not just the state board mem, um, candidates, the local can, board candidates are also in my meetings and the ones that are running there, we get it. We get it. And, and there is a remarkable synergy right now and remarkable um, vision that the local school boards and the candidates there along with us, there's, we will work together. And, there, and the talent is there. I know talent and there's talent. So, so Kim, if we had um, uh, voters that are in your district and they're not kosher as to who is good on the district level, they could reach out to you, right? Yes, totally. Yes. Um, they can totally reach out to me and I'll be happy to, to tell them who to vote for. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we've only got uh, like maybe 40 seconds. So tell our listeners again, how to connect with you. Please um, go to Kim Delgrosso, go to Kim Delgrosso.com. I'm also on Facebook. It's Kim for Utah schools. And just, and my phone number's on my, on my website too. So 
reach out to me. I make sure that I get back with people and I mean it. If it means I'm up till two in the morning, I will do it. So they, their voice matters. If I get, if I make it, then they're the ones that are my boss. The parents are my boss. That's, that's what we want to hear. So Kim Del Grosso, D-E-L-G-R-O-S-S-O. Correct. So, and thank you. Congratulations on your amazing win at convention. And thank you for jumping into the race and being willing to serve Utah on the state. Thank you. Thank you for your podcast and all you do. It's nice to meet you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening in. This is the Liberty Moms podcast signing off.